0: Apamada and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org.
1: Thank you. Good morning, or evening, or afternoon, however this finds you. Uh, It's very nice to be here, very nice to have these friendly faces speak to, so thank you for being here. I wanted to start out with a couple of things that struck me uh, this morning since I've gotten here when I, that seemed to be serendipitous that went with the um, Dharma talk perfectly. I walked in at about 7.45 and David Burke was finishing the orientation and he was answering someone's question and he was saying, it's like all your senses are open, your thoughts, they're all sense organs. It's like it's one big eye. You'll see how this relates later on. But it was great. I was really struck. I was like, wow, I wish I could give the Dharma talk now. <laughs> and then the the quote from Jane Hirschfield, I really loved. Begin again, the story of your life. So, this talk is going to be kind of a riff on an article. It's an excerpt from Norman Fisher's book, When You Greet Me, I Bow Relationship, Emptiness, Activism, which I believe is his most recent book. He's so prolific, it's hard to tell. Um, And then, my thoughts about this, about the what he says, the ideas in the article. So, I am me. I am competent. I am fat. I am aging. I'm a nurse. I'm angry. I'm a good cook. I'm bad at relationships. I'm curious. Who are we? We all have a list of answers, a litany of fixed characteristics that define me. At times we may see these as flaws to be overcome, transformed or managed. Other times, perhaps their strengths, gifts or blessings. The element that we identify with at any moment may be tied to our thoughts and feelings in that moment. And here I'd like to quote Norman. The title of the article is, We Are Our Relationships. Who are we really? We're not anyone in particular. Every moment in response to the conditions in front of us, another person, the sky, the flowers, we are created again. That's who we are, our relationship in the moment. Yes, of course, conventionally, we all have identities, commitments, loves, hates, and preferences. No one avoids that and we wouldn't want to, but that's not all of who we are. That's the point of Zen practice, and I think of all spiritual practice, to get in touch with the person that we are beyond the person that we seem to be. I think Norman Fisher is saying that the characteristics we believe describe us are both impermanent, constantly being created over and over again, and conditional or dependent, arising from an ever-flowing combination of elements, causes and conditions in Buddhist terminology. We don't, really ever come to that understanding and realization by ourselves. In Zen practice, it is understood that we enact this wisdom in our connection to one another. It's our Dharma relations, renewed moment by moment, as we meet each thing and each person and bring us to the truth and a kind of awakening within and beyond our suffering. I recently participated in a meeting of a fixed group of members that meets weekly. We've met via Zoom since the pandemic began. And at that meeting, the, pre- the issue of presence was raised. What was our experience of the meeting when a regular member was absent? Did a member's contribution to the experience depend on a review of duties undertaken, responsibilities tended to? My reaction to the question was no. The experience of the meeting was the connection, the relationship and interaction of those present, the mindfulness, of those absent, the words said, the expressions made, the movements, the sound of a dog bark from an unmuted audio, the sight of a cattail crossing the screen, (laughs) all of this and infinitely more created the moment and thus each of us was created. The experience was inseparable from these particularities with its words, reactions, sights, thoughts, feelings, and also more. I wanted to go back to the phrase that Norman used in that last quote, dharma relations, where he says, it's our dharma relations renewed moment by moment. Seems to me that all relations are dharma relations, nothing Distinguishes ordinary life from Dharma, except a point of view. The Low John slogan, the Low John slogan, make practice your whole life, calls forth the intention for each relation, interaction to be a Dharma gate, an opportunity to wake up. A line from a Jimmy Dale Gilmore song comes to me often. And it took me a long time to get the pacing of this quote right in my mind so that I understood it in the way that I understand it now. But the quote is, but now I can see is the only way to be free from after a while. When you think, to quote Norman again, when you think about Zen stories, this is how they work. They're not talks given by a wise teacher. They're encounters between people. Every Zen story is the story of a meeting. It's the story of a relationship. And as we see from these stories, not necessarily conventional notions of relationship in which we are fulfilling each other's needs, but a more profound sense of our connection to one another. In that meeting, there is a connection. There is a creation, newly realized, of sharp, deep understanding a moment created by circumstances, two beings, and the moment becomes not separate details, but a new thing, not two, joined in spite of singularity that includes singularity. In Zen practice, to quote again, in Zen practice is itself a together practice. We're always sitting together, side by side. In classical Zen Sashen retreat, we sit together, walk together, eat together, work together, chant together, and bow together until we become one body. This is our way in kinhin, our walking meditation. We each walk individually, move our feet, take our particular steps. Or in the case of chanting, each one holds a chant book, reads distinct words, speaks individually. And in both activities we join, becoming attuned to the surroundings, other people, the pace, the volume and so become one body, we and the activity create a third thing, the relationship. The gathering of details of ordinary elements brings forth a newness, newness, unbounded by our separate selves, but impossible without them. To quote Norman, as we continue our practice and understand more, we realize that the separate person we are is a conventional person and that we're also a person beyond that person. That is why our practice is all about compassion. Not only in the sense that I am compassionate for you, but also in the sense that I am you my compassion is not me being a nice guy. My compassion is me realizing who I am and knowing that having a heart of love for all creatures, all beings, even a blade of grass, is true to who I, who and what I am. Michael Jackson sang a long time ago, we are the world, we are the people. We are the world. We are the people. That's why we love one another, because we are one another, and there's no other way but to love one another. There's a beautiful Zen story about compassion. Yunyan, a Chan master, asked Dao Wu, his student, how come the Bodhisattva of compassion has so many hands and eyes? Avalokiteshvara, the bodhisattva of compassion, is depicted as having infinite hands and infinite heads with infinite pairs of eyes. Dao says, it's just like reaching back for your pillow in the night, which we all do. In the night, we somehow feel that the pillow needs to be different, so without thinking about it, Without even saying to ourselves, I think I'll reach for my pillow. We just reach back. It's automatic. Yuan Yan says, Oh, I understand. Dao Wu replies, What do you understand? Yuan Yan says, There are hands and eyes over all the body. Dao Wu says, well, that's 80%. <laughs> Yuan Yan says, Well, what did you say, elder brother? Wu uh-huh. says, The whole body is nothing but hands and eyes. So says David Burke also. <laughs> <laughs> our whole life, our whole life, and all parts of it, every moment and all of existence is nothing but compassion and love. We don't need to produce compassion. We already are compassion. All we need to do is wake up to and be who and what we are. And then naturally we're going to have a heart of love, not only in actions that appear to be compassionate, but all the time, picking up an object with compassion walking from one room to another with compassion and of course caring for one another with love as i worked on this talk i was making pizza my mom and sister gather every sunday in my mom's small house in my backyard for lunch we catch up on grandkids and nephews and share work and body woes, listen to memories. I'm often the cook of these lunches. I love to cook. Beautiful, miraculous ingredients, activities so tangible and transformative. This Sunday's menu included pizza, which meant dough. Hooray, a treat.
2: <laughs>
1: As I kneaded the soft, sticky ball, I became aware of being tenderly careful of the dough. Don't knead so vigorously as to tear the fibers of gluten but to move in a way to nurture, strengthen, stretch. It was not thought out not a conscious decision to not break fibers and then adjust my activity. It was like being an element in a moment creation and taking appropriate action, like reaching for a pillow in the night. We do this continually when we savor, when we really taste each moment. We adjust our step length and can or we slow or speed our pace in chanting. We become one body, the third thing, the not two. And to end with Norman's words. I'll close with these three points. First, our separate selves are not all we are. We honor them but we learn and practice to go beyond them. Second, we always practice together. Even when we're sitting alone, we're practicing together. Third, we love this world and we love this life. And we're always trying to help in everything we do. So we have quite a bit of time left. So that's good because I know everybody loves to have breakout rooms and chat with other people. So welcome back. Welcome back. Does anybody? have anything that really struck them that they wanted to share, that they were amazed by or um, shocked by. I wonder, I didn't share this with them, but I
0: was kind of thinking about it. Um, in your talk, I love you're talking about the dough, mm-hmm. that kind of attention, you know, um, I just love that. And, Wouldn't this be a different world if we were Mm. like that all the time? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: you
0: know the care and and just so into it.
2: Yeah,
1: but also oh, not the I I appreciated that too, and the um. Not breaking up the gluten fibers, I guess, is yeah. how you phrased it. Yeah. Um, but not because you had a plan and you adjusted, but because your, you know, eye and hand right. body was, you know, in relationship with the dough. Essentially. Yeah. 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 It really, it really struck me in writing this that I was talking about apamata, about mindful tender care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and if you earlier david was talking about that Ah, but how care creates relationship
1: interesting
0: yeah yeah we have rosemary over here Anne, for when you're ready
2: yeah oh hi everybody um so um funny thing was that i was paired with um elizabeth who I is a spiritual friend and we meet weekly. So there we were together, and um, in the middle of it, I, you know, what struck both of us was about the pizza dough. Also, um, and <laughs> <laughs> one one of the things, Anne, was um, for me was before you talked about how mindfully and carefully you worked with the dough um was your joy that it was dough and that you would (laughs) go and have this this lovely meal with family that was the other piece of it um and um as i was we both were talking about being mindful in every moment you've you have helped me in the sewing class to understand that everything's a practice like we were talking about well i got my ironing board out for the and you said well that's a practice rosemary oh okay so I'm learning this and um I said to Elizabeth well you and me she and I we're, we're a practice let's let's take a minute let's take a few seconds here and you know it's a beautiful thing so thank you for that
1: mm.
0: okay. oh, nice and we have Jean.
1: I just down,
0: okay. I just wanted to say, and thank you so much for your talk. It was I don't know it was warm and gentle, and I don't know nurturing for me, and also so honest, so authentic. And then, of course splitting up into groups and having Maria and Kate were like that was the icing on the cake, so thank you. And we have Nelda. Oh there. I'm gonna lower my Oh, there we go. I too want to thank you, Anne um, for the talk and and for creating other images of how um, all of our life is this and in, in connectedness, including with doe. And I love I love when you shared that when you were in this meeting and you were looking, you were, you were, you were examining for yourself, what was it that created this meeting? What this person's absence, presence, the details that they brought, the list of ta- tasks that they accomplished. And, and actually no, it was creating something, a third thing with their presence, um, in addition, to what they contribute. And I want to share with you that, that you created something and gave me something that I delighted in. You were about to say the word numerous, and you said numinous. <laughs> Immediately, I glowed because that's exactly what you were talking about taking two words for me, the two words new and luminosity. So, when together. Loving create a new luminosity between us or among us. And so I now have a new word for that, and it's numinous. Thank you.
1: Well, if there's no one else that has anything to offer or share, I guess we can go ahead and proceed with the rest of service, so thank you all very much.